Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone about Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie. Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations Bluey fans who are joining us today. Hello, you're back in the wagon, uh, back after a very long break, but with the best possible excuse to kind of just kind of grease the tyres and get it rolling. Kate, uh, hello. Hi. Uh-huh. I'm really curious what the best excuse is. I just have been tired more than anything. <laughs> No, I have no excuses for where we've been, but why we are here today is because uh, Joe Brum, award-winning Bluey creator, is with us in the wagon to, uh, like, is it overstating it to say, Kate, uh, answer all our questions about season three? Or perhaps we should ask Joe. I think it would be the longest interview in the world if we could actually ask all of our questions. We'll try and be respectful with the number of questions, but yes, I'm very excited. Hi, Joe. (laughs) Look, you two and, uh, you know, always exciting to chat, but especially with all the big news at the moment, congrats on your second Logie for Bluey um, on the Prisoners uh, International Award for the Sleepy Time episode. Um, that episode to us, I think, still deserves all the awards. Uh, yes. So, yeah, how... How have you celebrated and any goss from the Logies? Yeah, the, the Logies was great. It was the first time we had a bit of a crew that went this time, you know. I had um, Uncle Stripe and Richie, the director, and Beth and Claire and stuff, and my wife got to come. So seeing it through her eyes was was quite exciting for me. Um, and, you know, the, the highlight for us, I have to say, was we got to meet all the, the latest Lego Masters contestants. <laughs> Oh, nice. We, I mean, our so, kids love that show and I love that show. And, um, yeah, it was it was fantastic because we were big fans of theirs. They were Bluey fans and, yeah, it was, a, it, was a great, it was a great night. And met Emma Wiggle. She was lovely. Oh, she um, is a rock star. Yeah, and I met Wally Lewis. He didn't – he hadn't heard of Bluey. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But that was. Um, oh man! Did you give him the elevator pitch? What What did you tell him? <laughs> I was just starstruck. I just said, "Look, Wally, <laughs> I just need a photo with you, mate." Fair. Yeah, I've no, worked on carpet before, and like, there's usually minders that go along and say, "Do you want to interview X person?" Did you have a minder sort of saying to the journalist, "Do you want to interview the bluey people?" Or no, um, were you just walking along and? Try to be anonymous. Yeah, we kind of we brought up the tail end from memory. Um, and we were there was there's lots of people who just keep pushing you along, you know, to keep it all moving. So I just seem to remember always getting pushed along to keep moving. Dad, we're back. Come on, Bluey, I have to get dinner started. I'm sure it was glamorous pushing. It's yeah, understand. Very sparkly pushing. Yeah. So what did you do to celebrate after the win? Well, we, my wife and I was down the Gold Coast and then we woke up in the morning and uh, 
my in-laws who were looking after their kids said, oh, your kids have got COVID. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> uh, we drove home and we've been in lockdown since really. So uh, it was a fantastic, just, you know, true to life. It was a fantastic night and then we were straight into a, a week of family COVID really. But, yeah, the, crew, the, the you know, the there was a cool little party afterwards and, um yeah, no, it was it was just it's the thing with the Logies. As soon as you get there, you're like, man, I really want to win this thing. You know, it's like not, not until you're there and you see everyone up. And, yeah, but it's fun. And the Prejeunesse was really um, – that was, you know, it sort of doesn't have the same fanfare over here. But um, I think for Sleepy Time to get awarded, to, to win that, was it was quite meaningful for me and particularly Rich too, I think. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Awesome. I love that your um, avatar name for our chat today is Bert H, Bert H, like Bert Handsome, because you actually will need a bigger house for all your awards. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I was just, just like the handsome title, but yeah. Now what can we do for you today, Bert? Well, just make me look more handsome, if that's even possible. Hey, okay. Snip, snip, snip. So, please, tell me what you've been up to. Oh, well, I just bought a new house because I have so much money and my last house was too small to fit in all the trophies I'd won for being so handsome. (laughs) Well, look, we flagged we have so much to ask about Season 3, but uh, let's start with you, Joe, because you sneak in there with an appearance in Puppets. Uh, Talk us through that idea and how making that kind of offbeat episode happened at the cell to the rest of the creative team and did you run it past like kind of confused focus groups or <laughs> no I'm not a big believer in focus groups it was yeah I mean it was that sort of app I wanted to have an app about I mean the kids when I used to play unicorns with the kids they would you know I just remember lots of times where they would try to convince unicorns that he was a puppet mm-hmm. uh, and there was just, I just found it was so funny what would happen, you know, and Unicorns didn't want to believe it, obviously, and but they would keep coming up with these arguments and but look at this and, you know, but you're this, you're a puppet. No, I'm not. And it was it was a really beautiful uh, little existential kind of situation for this poor puppet. And so that, I mean, that was immediately going to be an episode idea. And then, you know, I just, it was one morning and I just thought, look, that would be a great way to end this. You know, like because Bluey's a puppet, and if we're going, if we're going existential, and we're going sort of, um, you know, uh, <laughs> if we're going that far, then I'm going to go all the way. And it was a sequence which, uh, yeah, I mean, the crew, yeah, it, it took a lot of fighting basically to get that sequence over the line. Um, probably the biggest fight of season three, if not the whole series, I would say. It's not your fault, Unicorns. Yeah, it's his. Me? Him? I don't understand. I'm the one who ate the tick. Unicorns, you're a puppet. He controls you. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Dad. It's a hard one to explain to people and it's a hard one to say, look, it will be really, it'll work. Like, it'll, of course it'll work. Um, but, yeah, so I just, just tried my best not to give up. And um, and then when we finally saw it, you know, the, the crew just went crazy and it was so satisfying. 
uh, hearing responses from kids because, you know, what I told the crew when, when we showed it was that there was, there's plenty of old episodes of um, Bugs Bunny and, and Disney and stuff where the animator's hand used to come in. Or for me personally, the end of Astro Boy where they used to slowly show a run cycle forming. Mm. And, and it was just that little insight into this job that we all do. And it sparks things off in kids' minds. And I just thought, you know what, we, are, we sort of, we've all been that kid who saw that and maybe that's why some of us are here in this room. And so it feels right just to pass that on to another bunch of, you know, maybe, maybe there's one kid out there who sees it and just takes that next step. And we get more animators, which I like. <laughs> How long does it take to film that little section at the end? Because, you know, we see it looking so seamless in just a few seconds, but I'm guessing it was actually quite a long period of time to do. Yeah, it took uh, – we was, had a live action crew in and so it took them easily two hours just to set all the lights up. Like people think <laughs> animation is slow and tedious, but just setting up for a film shoot was – it blew my mind. And then – uh, I did, it's a bit of a cheat. I did all the key animation and that probably took an hour and a half, I would say. We were shooting, I think, a frame every second. Um, and then Naomi then uh, sorted all of my animation out because I actually had to, we don't usually animate on a Cintiq. Um, so it's actually, it was, it was sort of quite slow and a little frustrating. Plus I had to sit bolt upright so that my head wasn't out. So it was not a comfortable <laughs> way to animate. And so, yeah, all that key stuff probably took an hour and a half. Um, and then Naomi finished the scene off, smoothed it out, and it's I love it. And then Joff, it was just it was going to rise and fall on the music, and we we just spent so long on that little piece, and it it just yeah, you know, it, it sort of rounds out a really beautifully weird app for me. <sighs> wow, that was a weird dream. You mentioned something actually, you've reminded me at the Logies, um, where you, in your Logies speech, said you can't have him about Joff. Yeah. Have you had people trying to poach him because of his work on Bluey? No, not poach, but no, I was only joking. It's, he's, <laughs> Are you though? It seemed oh, a little bit real. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me, yeah, if someone did try and poach him, I would, I would fight tooth and claw because. <laughs> I don't know. Joff's just really good at his job. I don't need to tell you that or really viewers. And uh, he just saves my, he just saves me when I need saving. If, if I'm thinking a script or a joke or a scene or a sequence isn't working the way it should, or it wasn't, didn't, wasn't as good as I, it, I wanted it to be, or I, I thought it would be, then I need someone to lift it up just so it's passable again. And Joff, <laughs> Joff will put some beautiful piece of music in and I go, oh, I feel good about it again. Um, and it's just such a, I don't know, it's Bluey wouldn't be where it's at without those scores. And it's weird. I was talking to Suze about this yesterday. It's like, it's not like if, like a, some of Joff's music he writes for that app, it's not like if you listen to that by yourself, you know, you'll cry. Maybe some of it you will, but... <laughs> Um, oh yeah, debatable. Yeah, yeah but yeah, Sadie, yeah, go with me for a second. Okay. All right, I'm trying to like gain some, um, some confidence here, but and it's not like my scripts, you know, and we write them, and there's no music, or there's or there's sort of cheap music on it. 
it's sometimes it's not like them alone will cause the emotional reaction you want. But when you put them together, you, you, you do get that. And that's what animation is. Animation has the ability to have music. And so I write in a way where I know some bit of beautiful music is going to end up in this scene and I, you know, Richie directs it so that will, will work and the two come together and, and you, yeah, if you can create a, a few little magic moments per app or even per season, then, uh, then people want to keep watching. Mm. You actually um, revealed at the Dust or Magic Children's Media Conference that you're a muso as well. Would you ever work on the score with Joff? He let me play guitar on one thing in uh, bedroom. Did he? And then that would have been like, fun. Then he like hit it like right down in the middle. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> And then some really bad drums I played on uh, the album for something and then he just fixed all my timing up. But to be fair, he didn't give me a hi-hat or anything. It was just... <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a better animator. Which track was it on the album that you were the drummer? That's very cool. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it... Uh, I, but I want, I, want, I want a proper kit for season two, for the second <laughs> album. I've told him. I Give me another <laughs> chance. But... Um, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a much better animator than I'm a musician, but I it just it, it means that I know you know, I know a little bit. So I can I can communicate with Joff a little bit. It's like I've just, you know, I speak a few words of his language, you know. I'm not just lost when he's doing stuff. And so I think that helps him more than it helps me. Um but yeah, and I don't know, it just I think I know how valuable music is to animation and to something like this. I think that's probably what I what I know. I have to go. I'm a big girl now. Uh, I remember Joff telling us it was you that brought Holst to the table for sleepy time. Like how are there other episodes where you had the music in mind from the start? Yeah, well, in terms of like classical pieces, um, yeah, Sleepy Time, Hulse was mine. I definitely wanted uh, in Seesaw, Handel's Rolling Streams. Uh huh. Come on, Bingo, help me. Oh, a massage. Why, thank you. Yeah, a little lower. Oh, that's the spot. Grab his arm. Because oh, oh, I had just seen, uh, what's that period movie? The, um, I don't know, it was an awesome movie and it, it had that piece by handle and I thought that's beautiful and I pinched that. Would the, the queens go out on the town for one night or no? <laughs> no? It's not called know. The Replacement, it's called The Assistant or The... Oh, yeah, that does ring a bell. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, we can beautiful. look that up. Yep. And, yeah, <laughs> I think Bingo, that piece in Bingo, I wanted that. But, no, Joff, Joff comes to me with, you know, he says, oh, you should try this one, you should try that one. And we've got a few more actually coming up with the new season, which are, which are magic. So, okay, on, on to more of season three because – like, you know, puppets puppets was huge, obviously, and obviously meant heaps to you. But the kind of the more it feels like you're having more fun this season with 
sort of outside the box stuff like like rain and no words and um you know just how trippy space was and like, even spacey spacey talk, talk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which was very on trend um loved it and, and and the really beautiful Auslan and Turtle Boy as well like did you start with kind of the challenge of creating the unique creating around that unique feature that you wanted or did that just kind of flow in naturally to the story yeah, no, it's there's no big grand scheme. It's just yeah, like uh, nothing's changed. I would on Monday, I would start writing an app, and then it would it would sort of just take a bit of form, and then by the next Monday, I'd be bored of that type of app, so I would just do something totally different. And so something like Rain was like, oh man, I'm sick of like writing all this dialogue. I, I've been doing <laughs> so I thought it wouldn't be nice. Just Genius. To- so it really is just a bit like a pinball just going around, you know. It's I just want to keep trying something different to the, the previous app. Uh, and, yeah, because probably because my short film background, it's I don't think of Bluey as, as episodic as I do as you get to make short films and there's just so many different types of short films. Um, no, yeah, it's just it's about not doing the same thing twice for me really. Are there still lots of ideas then in the can? Like, you know, what um, what imaginary boundaries are left to push? Well, yeah, I think, look, I, we've literally just finished season three and uh, it's definitely been an exhausting season in a lot of ways. So I kind of uh, my brain's probably not in idea generation mode at the moment. It's at the moment we're doing some, so some shorts for for the social media things, which which are kind of just a lot of half ideas that were left over from the season, which I couldn't spin out into full episodes, but are just kind of one off little fun things, you know. So yeah, my brain's it's having a little um, rest at the moment from the idea generation side of things. It's it's been focused pretty much just on on animating and fixing and stuff like that for the last three or four months, which has been lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's there's always there's always a new game that the kids play. Well, that is a relief. Uh, can you drop like you know, and we know that we're still waiting for a wedding this season. But is there anything else you can kind of drop some hints about uh, that might be coming up in these last fifteen episodes? Yeah, look, I mean, they're they're some of my favourites, really. Um, uh, like the final of season three is a good app, and few more cool guest stars actually um <gasps> yeah i need to ask about this because you know we were on the press release we should not have been on the press release <laughs> <laughs> like we've had eva um, mendez natalie portman lin-manuel miranda just to name a few and yet we were the little for that thanks for that we really appreciate your hat in the ring <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, egalitarian, yeah. Is, is the approach now that you're just, you know, the bigger the star, the more you're just going to casually drop them in with no fanfare whatsoever? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it's got it. They've got to suit the role, and um, so Lin Manuel Miranda was, you know, it was as you know, there's only so many new characters that come up, and that horse role was me for 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 months. 
And I, oh, I got wow, awesome. you could have been a character. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just do the temp voice while we're waiting for, you know, to, to figure out who will do it. And I got quite attached to my voice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brutal. But, um, you threw someone more famous. That's terrible. I was, I was happy to, to be replaced. It, would, it would, could only have been Lin-Manuel Miranda. That, <laughs> what should we call him? Major Tom? Hi, Major Tom. Tom. Yeah, Major Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and they both lived happily ever after. The end. Yeah, it's probably similar to the, the, the 11 or so that have, just released now there's some which are you know a bit more somber apps yeah i'm just having a bit more fun i think i'm a little less um yeah there's definitely people letting me do what i want a lot more which is nice so i think that's what's coming out in some weird apps like space and uh and a few more coming out next season but yeah it's there's some there's some really i will say there's some really nice apps still to come do you Read the coverage as these apps drop, and I know Space was one where there was a lot of social media-based clickbait saying, what is going on here, and, you know, Bluey episode, Mystifies fans kind of thing. Like, well, you could take this in two directions. Do you want to explain it to us because we might be slightly mystified? But also, like, do you pay attention to that? I followed a bit on Twitter, yeah, as the apps came out just just to see you know what the, the the general consensus was good it's always it's quite a nerve-wracking time for me when these apps finally go to air we work on them for you know nine ten months we live with them and you sometimes forget that they're actually going to go out into the world um, <laughs> space is one from the very get-go my daughters just said i hate this one <laughs> oh. and so i knew it was one of those apps which would probably be for the slightly older kids but I didn't really care. I, I loved it so much. And uh, look, I love sci-fi and I love the idea of telling, you know, just borrowing a few little images and ideas from a good sci-fi films. And, yeah, it's look, I, I read a lot about play therapy. Well, I read a lot about play, but I, I've mm-hmm. been reading a lot about play therapy in particular and how the, um, you know, the, the teachers or the people who facilitate that kind of conduct it. And, yeah, you know, you can, kids and adults, you can get stuck in a, you know, reliving something, you know, and it can, it can have an appeal to, to a kid. And sometimes if they've had a, a car accident or something like that, their games tend to get stuck. Mackenzie, why did you leave me behind? What? We didn't. You did. You left me behind on purpose. Why would we do that? I don't know. This is crazy. Mackenzie, your tether didn't break, did it? You unhooked it. And, and for a certain, for it's good. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about it. They're getting it out in the play. But from what I read, a lot of these play therapists, sometimes you've got to recognise when a kid is just stuck, you know, and they need to just have a little bit of encouragement to, to move on, you know. And so I thought that was a, a lovely little story that, Mackenzie and his, you know, his mates, they give him that space to, you know, to be stuck in that. And, and then, you know, so Clipso is there to, to be that person who, who just says, you know what, like you, you've seen this now. And, and she helps him, I guess, just, just un, uh, un kind of hook from it a little bit. 
Want to be clear, though, she wasn't just randomly in the shopping centre hanging around the playground. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> well, no, that's where the sci-fi comes, you know, and that's where you lose my daughter. She's like, what the hell's going on? But um, no, I think my husband said contact. Contact, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know. you know, it's a black hole and I, that's what I like about a black hole. It's like all bets are off and, yeah, this little story of a little kid who's been assigned, you're the, you're the guy who – who has to figure everything out and, and you've got to fix stuff. You know, he just gets assigned that and he just takes it quite seriously. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's like he keeps reliving it. He keeps making these, forcing himself into these situations to create this same feeling, I guess, of being abandoned. And it, even when the people around him are going, what are you talking about? We don't want to be doing this, but he's just, you know, he's obviously just hooked on that little feeling and, um, it's something I still still happens with me to this day. So, yeah, it's it was one of those apps which I remember writing it, doing the animatics, sending it off to the ABC, and going, and then they go, "Yep, it's all good." And remember, probably one of the only times I thought they shouldn't have approved this <laughs> because, <laughs> because this oh. is this is a little too. <laughs> But isn't it lovely that that trust is there? Because I remember you guys were having arguments in season one about, you know, in Sean, like the angle on the the, um, the Ibis running away. That was difficult <laughs> to get over the line. So the fact that you've got is – it, is it kind of nice to have a bit more creative trust and freedom? Yeah, yeah. More, more creative trust and freedom is, is definitely a nice feeling. I will take as much of it as I can. <laughs> You're handing it out, I will take it. Uh, and, and then I will abuse it. Excellent. Okay. If any dog was was ready to sort of take that space path with you, I think it was always going to be rusty. Uh, so yeah. excellent choice of such a good boy. Um, maybe more flippant things that have been in season three, like lots of nods to classic Australian culture and maybe a few more sort of sly Simpsons winks in there as well. Like is there anything that really influences you um, from your childhood that you haven't gotten off your chest yet or uh, is there anything you've been watching recently that's starting to sneak in and have an impact on Bluey? Well, I mean, the presence of Mick Malloy in Trades, I guess, to, to not answer your question, speaks to like <laughs> it, that was me getting. I mean, like The Simpsons permeates its way through Bluey, but the the Late Show by the Degeneration sure. is, and I guess that sense of humor and all that really comes through. So to actually have Mick Malloy in an episode um, was was quite a thrill for me and. You know, there's just so many quotes and lines and stuff in it which are just ripped straight from the Late Show. Does me missus know you're eating ice cream? Who? Me missus. We know he doesn't let you eat pies. Oh, me missus. You mean Jules. She's my wife. Oh, so she's not your enemy. Well, not usually. Hey, hang on. Have you been spying on us? Yes, because you're our enemy. I mean, what am I watching now? I watched the, not so much right in there, but I watched The Outlaws by Stephen Merchant. It's probably mm-hmm. the show which really um, stopped me and I, and I just thought this was really beautifully written and very fair-minded and uh, and it's funny and it mixes all these different genres. So, no, look, I, I'm sure there's, it's again, it's not really my childhood coming out. I've 
it's it's too hard and weird and long too long ago for me to remember properly um this is more i i put my parenting experience into here and i and i borrow from the kids childhood that being said fairy tale my husband came in i remember the morning that it aired <laughs> and i was still getting ready for work and he was in tears and he said this this episode is my childhood because yeah. he's the youngest of four boys oh, wow. and it was skids oh. with no helmets and playing <laughs> Playing those um, arcade games and you know battered yeah. or fried and yeah, yeah going down to the milk bar mm, yeah yeah just like random drunks just hanging out in caravan toys <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was I mean Rich and I most of our studio are pretty young but Rich and I are both in our forties and so we were kind of the only only a couple of us that were really grew up in the eighties and he's a couple of years older than me. So he was really there, but um, yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> was there something you particularly reveled in explaining to the kids like, <laughs> you know, tic-tacking or. <laughs> yeah, the tic-tacking was good. Uh, there was, there's one little touch, which I love, which I had to explain to the art directors, which is in the, when they're playing the video game in the little store, the door, it might be a North Queensland thing, but the doorway has these coloured streamers. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our local I fish worked in the milk bar. Yeah. had one of those. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's uh... so yeah, that's like a heavy plastic that kind of whacks you a little bit as you walk through it. It is. Well, the ones we I had were these coloured streamers. They're a bit like, they remind me of the old Commodore 64 loading screens, but just brightly coloured streamers. And it was a very specific colour combination. And it was a real, it was hard trying to find pictures of it, but I, I definitely wanted them in there. Yeah, it was just a fun app. And weirdly enough, Jasmine, who boarded it, um, it, it's all set up at the Mission Beach um, campground where, you know, we used to go when we were kids. And she's from North Queensland as well. And she used to go to that, but like 20 years later. So it was this lovely little... Uh, coincidence between between me and Jazz for that app. This story set a long, long time ago in a place called the 80s. That's me when I was 10 years old, on holiday with your Uncle Rad and Uncle Stripe. Hang on, where's your helmet? This was the 80s, man. There were no helmets. Okay, out of the 80s again uh, and mm. back to last May uh, when a few kind of hearts stopped, maybe including ours. Uh, oh, my God. This is rough <laughs> May, that's for sure. Okay. How many times, Strick, you got tagged in a story that was like, is Bluey finishing? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, we were, we were in front. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, but no. I'm sure you were as well with like the, uh, the headline said season three might be it. Like, I know you've reflected in podcasts before about the girls' voices growing up. Like, is there any progress on a solution there? Uh, or <laughs> that's still one um, one on the drawing board? Um, yeah, it's, it's probably the boys that were the trickier thing. Rusty, this season we've had to um, not only pitch him up but physically slow uh, the recordings down. One thing which I've noticed is like to – it's quite interesting. It's not just uh, it's not just pitch that sort of gives away age. It's actually just the speed, you know, and this is pretty obvious, but it took me a little while to figure out. It's just the speed which they talk and the confidence. And so, you know, we were pitching Rusty up, but he was just not sounding right. But then we just slowed him down and, uh, and suddenly he was sounding two years, three years younger again. So, yeah, the boys definitely suffer a bit more than the girls. Um, 
as their voices just grow deeper. But um, yeah, no, there's no no solution that known for known. Did you do a lily sword and fine and just like replace them? Or? Uh, well, yeah, you could. Um, yeah, I don't think it'd work very well to be honest. But uh, I think you could. There would definitely be like a before bluey before that and then after that thing um but yeah no look i i think as you go on it's not until you go back and listen to season one you realize how different it is i guess i like to hope you just you roll along with the season and and you just acclimatize to it um i don't know did you know was it a big problem for you guys in the last (laughs) season we'll take whatever you can give us yep (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it must be the same. Has this happened on other kids' shows like did, that you've worked on? Yeah, Charlie and Lola would replace the voices every, uh, almost every season, I think, from memory. Yeah, wow. wow. Of Charlie and of Lola. Um, it, was, it was a little easier with them because they have quite distinct accents. Yeah. So you, you just had to kind of, it's, yeah, I mean, in England, you've, you've got such distinctive accents. As long as you sort of hit the same pitch and sort of tone of voice, you um, you know, it was a, a little bit hideable, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty standard. I think the Peppa Pig, you know, she still does it as a teen, as an adult from memory, I think. But uh, I think it's been three now. Yeah, they, okay. they've done a couple of replaces, but it's definitely like you know how old you are as a parent by which generation of right. your kid watched. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's one of those things. What are you going to do? Yeah. I did see one of the comments in one of those articles was, was something like, haven't they heard of voice modulation? <laughs> so helpful. Well, voice, no, voice synthesizers. Oh, God. Right. Yep. So. Add. I don't think you're up Just, with voice synthesization technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah look, love that. Yeah, the yeah. future where robots fix so everything. Like, oh, yeah. Great. Um, so speaking of people growing up, when we very first chatted, you talked about how much you loved the process of training young animators. Uh, everyone's worked on a few seasons now. So how has that process grown and what's been the biggest source of pride for you as Bluey's continued? Yeah, it's all backfired now. They're all better animators than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that again. There's so many things that I've loved about what's happened with Bluey and since I started it, but that one's got to be up there near the top. Just seeing the scenes and the quality that that these animators do now that they're they're third season veterans. And just, you know, every now and then there'll be a scene and I'll just I'll just watch it and I'll just go, I don't even know how this person has, has thought to do that and then has executed it so well. And, and that's, you know, it's one thing just to go, yeah, you guys, you, you're doing well, you know, you, like you've, you've got to handle it. And it's another thing to just, just to go, all right, well, this person is a better animator than, than I am and that I was back when I was animating full time. And, you know, every animator brings something different, but it's, it's just been a real joy. And, and not just the animators, but our boarders and our art directors, you know, like, and our designers, like just three years of doing, well, three seasons of doing it, it's more like five years, has, it's just from where they started, it's 
it's been so satisfying. And, you know, if Bluey hadn't been a success, hadn't done any of the things it done, that still would have been worth it alone just to, to see that. And, you know, um, no, it's, it's an excellent question and it just gets to the heart of, of why I did this in the first place. So, you know, it's, I just wanted to be around animators again and I wanted to be in a room with them again. And that's just one of the, one of the things that happens. You just, you just see them improve and you help them improve and you do, you feel ownership and you feel a bit of pride over that. It's really, really great. Has it changed the way, Joe, you see yourself? Like you've got some international travel coming up. Are you still writing animator in your like job description card as you yeah, get on a plane? Or? Are you a writer, creator, CEO of Bluey? <laughs> like what's your, what's your uh, MO now? I don't think I'm a writer. Um, met a lot of lovely writers, but no, I'm still an animator. I went to New Zealand to visit Mark last week a couple of weeks ago and that's the first time i've filmed i've been on a plane in a long time and i and i wrote animator and and i remember having that little moment because i thought yeah all right like i probably write more than animate for a living now but um it's not really my world writers and stuff it's like like i enjoy doing it but you just you're you you in the periods where you're writing you just wander around up in your head so much and you you bump into things and you know as an animator I, I love it's so cerebral and that that suits some people and look i do love it and you know i want to write i want to keep writing stuff and i will keep writing stuff because it's it's the the magic of it for me is when you then get to animate it you know it's wow it's the thing i wrote now we're going to animate it but i write for directing i write for animating um i wouldn't i don't think i could just sit there and write a book just to be a book um but no, I, I love animators and I love animating. I still think, and that's one of the reasons I wanted that puppet thing at the end because it is still like a little magic trick. And we've got an exhibition up here in the art gallery at the moment um, called The Magic of Animation and it's all it's all the Disney films from Steamboat Willie through to Encanto. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird timing just to walk through it all yesterday and just see, it just reminded me of, you know, this is what you used to be, you know, and and it's made me want to, you know, get a pen out and start animating again. Wow. So is that is that likely? Well, it is because, you know, we've got an iPad and I put my daughters on it and we've got one of those tablets and there's a little program called Flipbook and you can just quickly and easily do bouncing balls and you can do paper sacks and you can do this stuff. And it's like I, I'm not saying I want to animate to to show anyone uh-huh. it's just it's just moving a little object around the surely the again. abc whatever you pitch them they're gonna be like yeah let's do it let's do it <laughs> just like a, a bouncing ball that i do on the couch but I, yeah they'll just be like yep we'll take it <laughs> creator of bluey's new season uh, fair enough. i'll give it a go <laughs> do you think um, you'll always work on bluey now joe oh i don't know um no, like it's it's gonna to have to end, you know. Um, my kids are, you know, my kids are moving into another phase. I've still got a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to do before Bluey, which which I want to still do. I probably won't ever work on anything the same as Bluey, um, or as as successful as Bluey, or as loved as Bluey, um, and that's okay. That's that's the way it goes. Um, but they'll always. 
there'll always be something. I don't. It's I watched went I watched um I listened to an interview with Lana Wachowski about um, why she made the latest Matrix film, and you know she was having a bit of a tough time, and those two characters, Neo and Trinity, came you know sort of were there in her you know in the sort of waking sleep. And she just said, you know, they're the characters of her life. You know, they're the, the best two creations she's made of her whole sort of career. And she's she's got such a soft spot for them. And they and writing stories about them is a really warm place that she can go. And it really helped her to do when she needed it. And I just I just have this really I just I just really identified with what she said. It's it's hard to it's hard to describe, but when you Every script starts with imagining Bandit or Chili or Bluey or Bingo doing something, and and it is the healers. So you, to a certain extent, you live in the healers' heads and in their house. And you know, it is a really, it's a really lovely place to inhabit for for that script. All right, then Bandit, you know. Are you almost finished? Almost. Ow. Oh, duck cake. What happened? Nothing. Why are you hoping? A pain on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yep. Um, That's a new one. <laughs> but they all love each other and they have fun together and everyone is up for it, you know. it's There's no cynicism. So, yeah, I, I, that, that struck a chord with me and I think, you know, when Bluey does stop, There'll still always be that, um, you know, it'll be, I can still see myself going, oh, this would be a fun little story for Bandit to do, you know. I, I don't think I'll ever create characters again that are that um, joyful to write for. And that's okay. Still lots of ideas? Uh, yeah, look, there's, there's no, like, there's never any ideas. I'm <laughs> Beginning of each season, it's like God. I hope there's going to be some ideas, and <laughs> you, you jot some stuff down for sure. But uh, you don't just need an idea; you need another idea that's going to work with that idea, and then you need a game, and you need a bunch of other ideas to make the story about. So, no, the beginning. That's why every season is is such a big thing to start because it's fifty two unwritten scripts, and there's no ideas for them and but you just i just start and on monday and i go all right let's come up with an idea so the answer is yes and no when do you get a holiday uh well i didn't get much of a holiday between season two and three because i wanted to write and so that i could um or didn't have to write too much in the big middle of production so yeah now's my holiday we we well we've almost signed off the final app spotted something wrong with it but um at the moment it's a holiday for me we're still working on these shorts but they're they're not um they're not full time so yeah it's i'm having a holiday like locked down in the house (laughs) with covid you poor thing um okay so we've established your not a writer who has written you know 141 episodes of bluey that are now out in the world um (laughs) Joe, when we spoke to you back in season one when there were just 26, you said your favourite was Calypso. 
could you possibly pick just one now or like a, a top three? <laughs> uh, my favourite's the one that we just finished, actually, um, the last step of season three um, for a lot of reasons, which I can't go into. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's always uh, it's always the one you've just finished that's the most vivid. But it was, um, yeah, it was a real... I think it just tested every aspect of my writing and then it tested every aspect of the crew. And it was just because it's the last step of season three, it's, it's everyone at their best, you know, everyone's the best animator they've ever been. But, um, uh, look, I mean, this, this season, I mean, you're talking about like Facey talking about that. It just seems like that's just years ago now, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I really loved, I still really love the dump. No, no, you know what? I still really love, um, it's not my favourite, but I do think the Pirates is mm. still, it's kind of like the episode I really love are the ones that we have these really beautiful screenings for and, you know, either at an animatic stage or a final stage where I don't know what it is, but something, there's just, it's just an electric atmosphere afterwards and there's been a few apps like that, that even at an animatic stage, Sleepy Time was like that. You know, Flatpak wasn't like that, um, but it's it's one of my favourite apps. The Decider was was just a crazy screening. He's gone straight through. Here we go. Here we go. We're about to dance again. Yes, yes, yes. Intercepted. What the? Pirates was a bit like that, and I still always have a really fond memory of that animatic screening of that app. Um, so, I look, <laughs> I'll be here all night. Uh, <laughs> well, there is a good history of uh, pirate uh, sequels in <laughs> in the creative world, uh, and I've just binged um, Our Flag Means Death with uh, um, Take a TV. Uh so, yeah, look, if, if you're scrounging around for ideas, I feel like just tapping daily on the shoulder and bringing, um, bringing Blackbeard in could be a good start. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, there is another Rusty app coming up. Um, oh, yes. Which, which is probably my favourite, you, know, um, uh, you know, well, let's call it second favourite at the moment. Okay. Which is, um, which is about cricket. Ah. Uh. So good. What's going on? There's a gold team. There's a gold team. What? Let's do this. Woo! Bikes, your favourite, right? Still, yeah. <laughs> I, I think my orders changed a little bit. I'm bike, and now rain is definitely my number two. Okay, cool. And uh, and then I reckon it's sleepy time after that. It's just All so right. great. I'll keep trying. Mm. Keep keep trying to knock that one off the list then. <laughs> It was just a combo of everything about it. And I think, you know, yeah, it's such a good Uh, app. Oh, I love that app. Yeah. Yeah. Flatpak was my number two. And it felt like actually space was kind of a, you know, sat next to Flatpak really well. (laughs) Thanks, Mm. man. It would just be me and you. I love it. No, you know what? All right. I'm going to make a confession here. The day that space aired, I messaged Mary with a WTF. (laughs) Was that all about? (laughs) And 
I think then I went down into some Facebook threads about people explaining how they thought it was about, you know, children, how they learn through trauma. Now I love space. So, you know, maybe it just takes people a little while to warm up to it. And maybe if they listen to our podcast and they unpack the deep meaning of space, they too will develop a deeper Once we've worked it out, yep. Yeah, and it's one of those apps which started from a photo that I saw in one of these books I was reading, which was from a distance in a playground and you know, off in a field with a, an old boat and just three three boys playing in the boat. Is it okay if I'm the navigator? Yeah, you know the most about space. Rusty, you can be the captain. Okay, what can I be? How about you're the chief scientist? What does the chief scientist do? He tries to figure out everything. And he fixes stuff. Sounds good. And it just, yeah, it just had a real vibe that, in a real mood in the photo and yeah, so it's sort of there was a story I wanted to tell, and then I saw that picture, and then they just started coming together. And yeah, it's you know it's a very different app, but that's okay. There's there's 150 apps. There's there's bound to be a couple that are just um, that are doing that, you know. Mackenzie, you know what's here now. You don't need to keep coming back to this place. Okay. Now run, Mackenzie. Go. Get out of here. Come on. Uh, is this an easier question possibly like is there a movie back on the table after after the (laughs) high hopes of season one and the crushing uh crushing nose of season two yeah the movie yeah well uh yeah we'll see i think um there's a few little things standing in the way of that but uh yeah, if I can come up with an idea, that's the first. Um, that's the first barrier. That's you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it if if it's just going to waste everyone's time. Uh, it's kind of what I said to the crew. I just said, look, there's no point getting us all getting together if these scripts are just a waste of everyone's time. So I, I take that very seriously, and I, I try and make sure every script is isn't just going to waste all of our time and our viewers' time. So that that goes extra uh, for a movie because people are going to be paying for tickets, and you're going to be dragging your family there. So yeah, you know it's ninety minutes. We we don't do ninety minute um, episodes. So yeah, I wish you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ninety minutes, yeah, clocks up pretty fast by the time we watch the new ones back. Yeah, to back yeah, to yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like we measure our time in bluey episodes. How long did all that this take, Mum? Oh, about two bluey episodes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, I've gotten so across my seven times tables since Bluey came along. So thank you, Joe. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Leave without the spring rolls? Is she crazy? <laughs> How long is five minutes? Uh, it's one episode of Chutney Chimp. One thing we actually really want to know. Are the healers ever going to return their library books? I mean, we are ready and waiting <laughs> to go back to the library. And I have to say, it's very sweet. We keep seeing that pink unicorn book still sitting on the on the TV oh, console. Dear, right. okay. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> we feel like we're still part of the universe. So it's <laughs> nice. Yeah, always. Yeah. Well, look, when they do, I'm sure they'll have to talk with the, the, the librarian again. And- <laughs> yeah. By some coincidence, that library customer will still be popped in that day as well. No, we're always at the library, no doubt. 
Joe, can I say thank you? Because I think what you've given all parents um, and, you know, not parents as well, but just people is, um, you know, I was reflecting the other day that our kids are going to grow up thinking Bunnings is Hammer Barn and, um, you know, like playing Come Here, Go Away, my two-year-old, you know, every time he gets on the swings, now shouts, go away. Oh, really? Um, you know, so you are giving a whole generation of particularly children lots and lots of beautiful memories of their their carers. So thank you. Yeah, oh, thanks, Kate. That's really, yeah, it's, I don't think about that very often, but uh, yeah, I don't know what to say to that, Kate, but that's that's fantastic to hear. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, you know, you found a kindred parent when they're calling them dollar bucks. So you know, it's a it's a great like it's so much easier. We can be you. friends. Yeah. There's another there's another game with the swings, which was never going to get into Bluey, probably for obvious reasons. But where I used to pick up a whole bunch of chip bark, and that would be the birthday cake, and you would sort of wander past the front of the swing, singing happy birthday, and it would come on, and they would. <laughs> love to just kick it out of your hands, you know. And uh, it was oh, yeah. probably a little dangerous. You had to have your wits in that year, but... It really saw hands. It's like when we slapped uh, each other uh, in yeah, the like, 90s. Yeah, you sort of, you, you throw it, yeah. you know what I mean. Beatrix <laughs> had to be involved, I'm sure. I love how Bluey just keeps coming back to the swings. Um, it, oh. it is very. The turtle boy was pretty special for that, yeah. The boy was great. Um you know, I'm not going to take any credit for that. Um, Libby Doherty at the ABC, she planted that seed of of including, you know, an Auslan and how much that would mean to, um, you know, a bunch of kids. And I, you know, it's easy for me to write, but then, you know, we don't get any extra budget for to for EPS and, you know, to, to cover Auslan was obviously going to, was going to increase our design what we needed, the amount of hand shapes we needed to design by well, more. Yeah, wow. Crazy lots. amount. Yeah. More than tenfold. So I remember getting, you know, Rich and I got the two people who would be impacted most, uh, Claire Renton and Trudy Monteith, nay Bishop, and said to them, you know, look, this, you're the ones who are going to have to do the work here. You know, we're going to get all the glory, but you're, you're the ones that are going to have to do all this extra work. So, you know, we, we've got to ask you now, like, are you happy to do it, you know, or, because we can we can just make, you know, just the normal amount of hand shapes. And both of them, didn't, they didn't bat an eyelid. They said, yeah, we'll do it. And, you know, they, they really had to do it. Like, it, they, both of them worked very hard. Claire in particular, there was lots of back and forth, you know, to make sure we had it right with the Auslan people. And uh, Claire just just rode that thing to the end until it was as good as we physically could get it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'll, they're the kind of, if anyone's going to be, like, congratulated, it's it's them. Oh, wow, someone must have left him. Yeah, you can play with him. Time to go, sweetheart. Leave him there, honey. His owner might come back for him. Ah, oh, go girls. They're amazing. Yeah, that that's such a good story 
to just what people don't see what's that's happening behind the scenes as well like do you wish you could take people behind the scenes or people still wouldn't get just how much work goes into bluey no we do it all the time and uh and that's the first thing they say they go wow i I thought it would just be 10 people in a room you know (laughs) yeah and they really they do see how serious we take it and how hard it is and how many um stages there are and yeah i mean look for me it's it's just i love it so um i love it when people really get an insight into into what we're doing and how hard it is and how much we fight for every single inch you know we'd ever it's not a show where we we put the extra effort in you know we make sure every background looks good if there's a little scratchy line we we clean it up and that attitude goes across the board and you know, there's this real argument that the kids won't know the difference between something that's, you know, beautifully animated and something that's just competently animated. And that may be true. They don't, um, they can't, they won't be able to fill out a survey afterwards, but they, I've based Bluey on the notion that they do feel the difference and their brain notices the difference and they, you internalize it in a whole different way. And I like to think that I've been proven right in that approach. Um, mm. Oh, I definitely but... think you have. The, the love <laughs> that people have. I mean, yeah, we've often got Bluey on and um, my daughter Libby has a beautiful 21-year-old NDIS worker who is now hooked on Bluey because she watches it with the boys here. And she's like, this is actually just a really good TV show. It's not, yeah, it's not just a show for, for children. It's a show for everyone. Yeah, I like to think so. It's it's um it is weird to think that a show that two year olds can watch that a twenty year old will also watch. Um, and I guess that just speaks to like we love watching family, you know, about stuff about families and kids, and it reminds you of being a kid. Hopefully, if you're a twenty year old, and um, yeah, it's it's just been a it's been a really fun season, and. I guess I hope, if, yeah, if, if other productions do take anything, it's just that we really fought for every detail and we, we still do. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a show acknowledge, child, a children's show acknowledge childless people in it as well before. I thought that was handled so beautifully. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. Yeah, that was yeah, wonderful. I, I won't talk about the specifics of, you know, where, where it was based on and all that, but uh, who it was based on. But um, I think the show, like the show is about, being a parent and it's kind of like I don't know if you feel the same but other episodes have touched on other aspects like the show and have touched on it's just the whole thing before you even the minute you start to say right I want to be a parent the whole thing is just becomes a wild ride you know (laughs) Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so I guess it's like this this whole experience. It's like you're you're kind of you're a 20 year old, you muck around, you do all this. As soon as you go, you know what, let's start a family. It's then that this ride starts and the, the heartache and the joys and the highs start from that moment, not from when the, the kid is in hospital and you know crawls its way. Yeah. Totally. To breastfeed. And 
So, you know, Bluey is about the whole experience of parenthood. Um, and sometimes that is goes not quite the way that you think it's going to go. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a quite a, um, special app to work on. Sue storyboarded that one. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really, I didn't know how it was going to go down really, but it, it seemed to kind of, um, kind of land where I wanted it to land, which is always good. You know how you really want Bingo's cheetah onesie? Yeah, more than anything. But it doesn't fit you, so you can't have it. And there's not really anything anyone can do to make it fit. Yeah. Well, there's something Auntie Brandy wants more than anything as well. But she can't have it. And there's not really anything anyone can do. Why can't she just have the thing she wants? Because it's not meant to be. It was there. It was really great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe, you said, yeah. you know, you make sure every element of Bluey is as perfect as it can be. We will continue to be analysing every element of Bluey to confirm that. Thank you so much <laughs> Thanks for so, so much, much time having a chat, making it all. Um, and, yeah, uh, we can't wait to see those next episodes super soon. <laughs> Yeah, I've got no idea. Uh, <laughs> Great. We'll be harassing the, the ABC well. with petitions, you know. Little... No, cool. No, Good to talk to you. <laughs> no, so nice to chat. Thank you. And, yeah, talk soon. Bye. No worries. See you guys. But we don't have a picture of a horse. No, but I've got a better idea. Come on. Oh, by the way, Winden could also transform into a car. I did this. And fly. <laughs> yes. It's very muscly thing. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> to the bookshelf. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We don't usually get to let let our dogs fly, Will. So it was a lot of fun for us, actually. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Will. See you later. Love you, mate. Night. No, no, sweetie. Love you. <laughs>